Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. What do you get when you combine a shocking crime, a marginally attractive young white girl from America's butthole, and a thirsty-ass news media that needs a good story to take up months of airtime? An extended, shuddering, earth-shattering orgasm from Nancy Grace. Oh, my. On this episode of AHC, we're talking Casey Anthony, the top mom, the most hated mother in America. Following the disappearance of her very young daughter back in 2008, in the course of about a week, this average 20-something went from unknown Florida trash to um, well-known Florida trash. Did she kill her daughter Kaylee? Was it malicious or accidental? America wanted to know. Honestly, even if you didn't want to know who Casey Anthony was back then, you simply couldn't avoid her face on TV and magazines. In public settings, you could sense the palpable, radiating hatred pouring from every woman in America. Admittedly, I knew nothing about the story deeper than what I was forced to read in the grocery checkout lines, and the extent of the conversation I recall amongst my friends at the time almost entirely pertained to whether or not she was actually hot. Some said yes, some weren't so sure. I fell into the latter camp. And then, as quickly as the story bubbled up, it faded away shortly after the not guilty verdict that pissed off middle-aged women worse than the OJ verdict pissed off David Duke. And I happily forgot about it. But recently, we had a listener, Ben Westfall of Mobile, Alabama, reach out to us on Instagram and request that we cover the top mom. And after a quick discussion, we decided that maybe there was more to discuss than Casey's looks, or lack thereof. And here we are. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the dissection of the case and continued discussion on today's subject's general attractiveness. This is Casey Anthony. This is Asshole Court. Okay, guys, uh, preliminary scores. Who wants to go first? All right. So, Casey Anthony, very interesting show topic. Um, I knew probably what most people heard on the news when mm-hmm. she was, you know, the hottest subject in America. Yep. Man, I feel like she got away with murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I think a lot of the stuff we'll talk about will lean heavily towards that. The way she's handled things afterwards, I don't know. Leading up to it, definitely some of the partying and I don't know, she just sounded very negligent. She was uh, a bad mom. So, off the rip, going 7.75. Okay. Ooh, I like it. I like All it. right. Buddy, what you got? All right. So, for me, I remember the trial and everything going on. I never really paid attention to it that much, but, you know, like we talked about in the intro of this, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing it going on. I, I believe it was one of the first trials by social media. That's right. Yeah. At the time, you know. Yep. So, I mean, like, anywhere you looked, it was all over it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did see, you know, I'm going to have to go against the grain here and disagree with you. And I believe that Casey Anthony was hot. Okay. Maybe not so much now, but at the time, definitely. I was like, damn, what's this hot girl doing murdering her kid? 
There was this one picture I saw on the internet where she's wearing, I can't remember, it looked like a devil waitress type Mm -hmm. outfit for Halloween. Mm -hmm. You know, I digress. Go ahead. So, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, so um, I remember seeing a lot about it at that time. I didn't follow it, but I do recall thinking that she really did, you know, do the deed, so to speak. And so I think without knowing a whole lot about her, my asshole score is going to be a little bit high for her. My pre-show asshole score for Casey Anthony is going to be a 7.5. 7.5, okay. Yeah. And uh, my score, I, I to be honest, I'm not sure we even really need to bother with preliminary scores because, you know, what does anyone really know about Casey Anthony before digging into that mess? Right. But for the sake of uh, format continuity, before I did any research, I'd have given her a 9. Pretty sure that bitch killed her kid. So... There you go. All right. So with a nine from Mikey, a 7.75 from Randy, and a 7.5 from Buddy, Casey Anthony's pre-show asshole score is an 8.083 repeating. Okay. All right. There it is. Y'all ready to roll, man? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Casey Anthony was born in Warren, Ohio on March 19th of 1986 to Cindy and George Anthony. Uh, just a side note here, kind folks of Warren, Ohio, I wasn't calling your town the butthole of America. That fine title is reserved for Orlando, Florida, the place where the infamous crime took place. And yeah, listeners in Orlando might be like, what the fuck, Mikey, that's not cool. It's but, the happiest place on earth. But what are you talking honest, about? You know Orlando fucking sucks. Yeah. Like Homer Simpson, Florida, America's wang. Dude, yeah. It's like somebody said, hey, let's build an entire city that is the spiritual equivalent of an Applebee's and Walmart combination in the swampiest, most humid, most mosquito-infested spot in the entire country. When your entire town is basically known for being Mickey Mouse's fuck pad, well, it just isn't great. Unless you're one of those weird-ass adults who was like locked in a closet as a kid or something and has to make up for it by spending a mid-sized car budget on a shitty vacation every year. Disney is stupid expensive. Gosh, I mean, ridiculous. it is. It's a mortgage payment or uh, more to oh, go. Oh, it really is. We went last year with the family, and we just went for one day. And yeah. God, I'm still paying it off yeah, right now. It's insane. You know what I mean? If Orlando were a car, it'd be an orange Pontiac Aztec with gold rims and one of those shitty racing mufflers. If it were a cocktail, it'd be a solo cup of Mr. Boston's vodka and room temperature Hawaiian punch. Mm. It somehow manages to make Las Vegas look livable. But it's got some pretty dope roller coasters as well. Florida has nice beaches, too. Yeah, but I'm talking about Orlando. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Hot and flat. I I have a love-hate relationship with Florida. I spend a lot of time in Florida. I love certain places, but there's a lot of- Orlando is not one of them. Orlando is not one of them. And I'm not saying that you're a shitty person if you live in Orlando. You're probably a very decent person. I'm just saying that you live in a shitty place. Fair enough. Really hot down there and humid and- It's shit. Like I said, it's just, it's nothing but Shane restaurants in the middle of a fucking swamp. The only reason that Disney World was put there is because the land was dirt cheap. Yeah, Walt scooped all that up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we went to a Chinese restaurant when we went to Disney and uh, made me sick. Yeah, see? There oh, you go. No. Yeah. My daughter actually got worst sickness of her life she ever got when we got back from the Disney cruise. Yeah. She got the mm-hmm. flu for like nine days. See? And I got chlamydia from some dude at the Disney Resort. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, back to Casey Anthony. She was described by people that knew her as a personable young girl who had a very normal social life with plenty of friends. She won a citizenship award and a best helper award. She played volleyball, soccer, and ran track. Hold on, wait. The best helper award? Swear. I mean, like fourth grade or something I mean, like that? That sounds like 
pre-K awards, and you win Best Helper yeah. Award, Kaylee. Or it sounds like Casey. one of the, Casey. Oops. Yeah, actually, no, that's 40, good. So yeah. because these names are going to get very confusing. Remember, Casey is the mom. The mom. Yeah. Kaylee is the daughter. Yeah. Cindy is the grandmother. So, but they're all C's. They're all C's. All right. So, yeah, they're all cunts. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not Kaylee. <laughs> not Kaylee. Kaylee was a sweetheart. R.I.P. Yeah, and it also sounds like when someone's like, "I've won best helper in tenth grade," you're like, Who "Fucking cares, man." Yeah, that's like, what do you put that on your McDonald's application? What does that even mean? Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, her favorite subjects were math and physical education, but she sucked ass at science. Apparently, that's actually not a joke or anything. Apparently, she was really bad at science. Oh, yes. okay. Ad- math and PE. Uh, science math wasn't PE. my strong suit either. So that's okay. You know, well, math was. I was good know. at PE too. PE was great. Oh, yeah. I love PE. It's hard to be bad at PE. Crap soccer was the jam. I've know. definitely seen it. Yeah, I've seen people be bad at PE. My biggest fear of PE was thinking before I went into middle school that I was going to have to shower in front of people. Oh, yeah. I remember that fear, oh, too. The anxiety was so oh, real. Yeah. yeah. I was a late bloomer. I was like, I don't have pubes, bro. This is going to be horrifying. <laughs> They're going to make fun of me. Nowadays, like, you can just tell everybody you shave. That's true, yeah. And you probably get away with it. I thought about cutting my hair and just gluing it down there. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead style. What's up? <laughs> They're like, that's not what pubes look like. I'm like, that's what mine look like. They're a lion's mane. <laughs> They're flowing. And they're like, are those, are, those are, are three colors of pubes down are there. Are your pubes frosted? What is yeah. that? Oh, man. Uh, salt and pepper. Yes, it is now. I'm old. That's a middle schooler. That's when you know you're old when you start getting gray pubes. You're like, God damn! Remember that movie which they were on the airplane and it was Billy Idol and he was like, Oh man, it's Billy Idol and he was like, I've gotten really old, mate. He said you should see me balls. It looks like steel wool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! But more importantly, around the time that she entered into high school, people began to notice that Casey had developed a very bad habit of telling extravagant unnecessary and stupid lies. Ah, yep, I we've heard talked about, about the liars on the show. Exactly. It's just man. weird. It's a weird trait to have. It is a strange thing. Now, I'm not going to spend much time on the background or life of Casey before the incident that made her infamous because, let's be honest, she didn't do fucking anything of note. She was, from what I can tell, effectively a computer program of a human being, a young lady whose hobbies included photography, pseudo-thoughtful tattoo work, clubbing, and fucking different dudes. You know, like almost every basic ass white girl you've met at any party ever. She was like two years short of buying shitty wall art at Target that says things about wine being mommy juice or living, laughing and loving. Uh, and like I said, she was somewhat attractive, but not in any outstanding way. She's the type of chick that you'd see in some grocery store parking lot and maybe give a second glance. The type that would always come in second or third place in the Mary fucker kill game. <laughs> Yeah. You would never choose to marry Casey No, Anthony. you wouldn't no. choose to marry her, but you yeah. definitely choose to fuck her. Well, you listen to her. Like, imagine going to a party. Yeah. She's there, has I a couple beers, and just then starts telling some weird lie mm. story. You guys are looking at each other like, this yeah. chick is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I might, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll entertain her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you. she comes in second. Second or third? Yeah. Every time. Depends on who the other contestants are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some contestants, she comes in first. Yeah, but that's just because they're like, you know, straight up bog garbage. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, but the lies are important to this story. For instance, she invited her parents and grandparents to her high school graduation, which is pretty normal. But what isn't normal is that when they arrive there, she is finally forced to admit that she hadn't actually graduated at all. 
Oh no! Yeah, can you imagine they being her bluff? It wasn't even trying to call her bluff. They're like, "Well, of course we'll come to your graduation." I mean, can can you imagine being Grandma Anthony and showing up to your granddaughter's non-graduation? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man! How insane do you have to be to go through that whole charade for such an embarrassing payoff? Yeah, you know, before you get there, it'd be like, "Okay, I got to tell you guys something. I appreciate you guys coming over. I appreciate the food you guys brought. Let's just keep it here at the house because I didn't fucking graduate." But no, no, no. She tried to roll it through and to the point where they were like, "They didn't call your name, Casey." grandpa's like man fuck that i'm taking the check back putting it in my pocket dude dude yeah that's crazy that it's not crazy that she didn't graduate it's crazy that she got everybody to believe that she was graduating you know know, it should happen that's that level of crazy exactly it's It's just in her eyes a lot of the time what was she like willing that she would graduate like if i just hope or just maybe hope they don't show up well that's what i'm saying we're gonna get into this because it's like basically a pattern of behavior here but at age 19 Casey starts stacking on weight, mostly in a very specific area, her nose. No, oh, I was going to say her kidding. ass. No. <laughs> she was going for that whole uh, Kim Kardashian thing, you know, with the ass. Yeah, no, no, I was going to make a joke because her nose seems like she's got some monster uh, nostrils. <laughs> no, I, she I like, bury she's, a got gram. That, like a, she's got that mousy features that go, you know. She could, she could take a full gram in one toot. <laughs> She's Most Floridians can. Sorry, Floridians. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just shit all over Orlando. But yeah, her parents are asking her, like, Casey, are you pregnant? She's all like, no way. That's ridiculous. I'm actually a virgin, so that's impossible. I've just been murdering happy hour appetizers at the local Orlando Applebee's. <laughs> oh, they're so delicious. Oh, and then God. if you go over to Outback, you can get the Bloomin' Onion. Oh, it's so man. good. I did. Actually, it was funny enough as I went to Chili's. A couple weekends ago, I haven't been in forever, and I was like this hankering for the Blooming Onion, which there is called the Austin Blossom, and I ordered a plate of also the Southwest Egg Rolls. So I got the plate, the Fat Boy plate, Southwest Egg Rolls, Austin Blossom, and fried pickles. I'm pretty sure that I just uh, greased (laughs) the toilet (laughs) with straight castor oil. I couldn't even get through it. It was so heavy and fried. But the first, like, 20 bites were heavenly. Oh, God, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. But then all that, you know, oil saturated. Yeah. All right. But so, you know, she's saying that she's not pregnant. But surprise, surprise, as it turns out. Old Casey was dining for two at Applebee's. And on August 9th, 2005, she gives birth to Kaylee Anthony. I guess they do have the uh, unlimited appetizer some days. Yeah, you That's know. really a frugal score. It is. You really got to work through it. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey. You're not wrong. Yeah. This is a pro tip to all you pregnant ladies out there. That's right. Applebee's, endless appetizers. What do you have? What do you have? Keep the mozzarella sticks coming. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Fried pickles and also the molten lava cake. All right. But here's what's weirdest about this whole thing. Nobody knows who Kaylee's father is. To this day, nobody knows who Kaylee's father is. This never came up in court or something like that? Anthony pointed to different men, including her fiancé at the time, Jesse Grund, as well as a young man that she had dated previously who had recently died in a car crash. Apparently, she told her mother that the father of Kaylee was a man named Eric Baker, and one day she came home frantically to tell her mother that Eric Baker had been killed in a car crash. Baker is, as far as I know, who she still claims to be the father of Kaylee. But it's never been confirmed whether Baker is the father of Kaylee. And nobody except Casey seems to know who the father actually is. So that's fucking weird, to say the least. Yeah, it's just, that's Maury. That's a Maury episode there. That, you right. are the father. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Imagine know? being Jesse Grunge. She's like, I'm pregnant. He was like, okay, well, we'll work through this. She's like, 
It ain't yours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about like the grunge's like parents? You know, they're like, dude, God damn that bitch. I told you she was trash. <laughs> I told you she was a tramp. Well, Marlon, but she takes it up the ass. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah, but you don't get the tramp pregnant, all right? Well, I couldn't I know you get him pregnant to the ass. <laughs> I mean, is there, is, is there such thing as a butt baby? <laughs> Sorry, I lost it here. Where am I at? <laughs> okay, so a friend of Anthony's said that she had actually discussed giving the baby up for adoption before she was born. But her mother had discouraged it. Cindy had told her, like, no, you got to keep Think child. of everything that we could have avoided if she had just given this baby up for adoption. Yeah. How old was she when she had this baby? 21, 22, something like it that? Was, she was born in 05, so she was 86, so she was like 19. Jesus, man, she should have just given her up. And that, Well, I mean, yeah, you know, anything to not have a dead kid. Yeah, That's yeah. usually you know? the rule of thumb. Yeah, you know, <laughs> feed them, don't kill them, you know. Yeah, Make exactly. sure they get enough sleep. Now, according to some people... Her parents included, Casey was a good mother. Some even went so far as to call her a, quote, devoted and good mother to the child. In fact, many consider her to be a good person all around. Well, yeah, I mean, they said that there wasn't much that they could find negative about her leading up to this incident for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I mean, her friends called her mom. She was known for being like a caretaker, making sure her friends got home. I think we've all known a chick like this. Yeah, right? she was like the designated driver of the group mm-hmm. for the most part. Designated yeah. drunk driver. Yeah, no, she probably didn't. She was just there <laughs> no, for the day. No, they actually, the prosecution tried to, you know, kind of pin this on her, but it turns out she really wasn't a party girl for the most part. She well, liked to party. She just didn't like to drink. She just slurped dick, not beer. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are like, don't slut shame her. Man, fuck Casey Anthony, dude. <laughs> she also didn't smoke cigarettes, and she forbade them from being smoked around Kaylee. Don't blow smoke in my kid's face. Yeah, I'm was, such a good a mom. mom. Like, don't blow smoke in my kid's face, okay? Yes, considering that most mothers are very fond of having smoke blown in their kids' faces, <laughs> this is some high-level mothering-type shit. Uh, that's like being called a good mother because you make your kids wear their seatbelt or you keep them from playing by the train tracks. Oh, man. So, like, thumbs up, Casey, I guess. I was watching the Chappelle show last week, and they had the skit about Odweeds. And it was like, <laughs> oh, duels, but for we. And Dave Chappelle took a giant bong rip and his wife held their baby up. And you could tell it was just a doll. And he goes, shotgun, little buddy. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Dude, the Chappelle show is just like the most oh, brilliant man. piece oh, of comedy. I got 25 ever. episodes on the DVR right now. I it never gets old. It's, it's just the greatest comedy. I yeah. Mean, the, the hit to miss ratio is no one's ever touched it. Yeah. Oh, man. Classic. But beyond that, it's actually really kind of hard to tell what was going on at this time because it's all sort of post-facto assessments from people answering questions from probing journalists. So the journalists come into town, they're like, you knew Casey, you know, you fucked her, right? <laughs> and she was at that field party. That's right. What was she like? I don't know. She seemed like she was a pretty good mom. I remember I was like smoking cigarettes and then she was like, don't smoke near my kids. So I guess she's pretty good. Hell, Lumberg fucked her. <laughs> So, like I said, I, I'm pointing out that nobody really knows what's going on at this time, and you have to question these assessments, because regardless of these opinions, something was definitely off. Of course. In June of 2008, Casey's Her parents- clothes at the party. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are slut-shaming Casey Anthony. you goddamn right. In June of 2008, Casey's parents, the ones that claim that she was a good mother now, question her suitability as a mother, and she was living with them at the time, and they had a- fucking blowout yeah. right yep. so okay. she packs up takes kaylee with her and splits i'm out of here 
I'm out of here, Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I can do whatever I want to. Can I have like 50 bucks for like, you know, to eat and stuff? He's like, don't try to suck any dick in the parking lot on the way out of here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. As you mindlessly scroll through your phone while waiting in line for coffee, like us on all your favorite social media platforms. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AHC Podcast. Thanks for your support. Back to Asshole Court. So now this isn't weird in itself. I'm sure every day there are single moms out there that move out of their parents' house and nothing horrible happens, but this obviously isn't one of those times. At this time, Casey is staying with one boyfriend, Ricardo Morales, for a while, but also spending some nights with a new boyfriend, the hilariously named Tony Lazaro. DJ Anonymous. Yeah. I don't know... Why the name Tony Lazaro cracks me up so much, but it sounds like the name like a bad novelist would give to a mafioso in their shitty crime book. Tony Lazaro. <laughs> he's off Jersey Shore. Yeah, exactly. And but Hey, that's Tony Lazaro over Tony. there. Yeah. Call me Laz. <laughs> top button Laz because I never have my top button. Tony done. Laz. <laughs> uh, but in reality, instead of looking like some beefy mob enforcer, Tony Lazaro looks more like a member of some late 90s generic pop punk band dressing up for prom. At least in the pictures that I saw from this time. <laughs> That's awesome. On June 15th, Kaylee is seen with her grandmother, Cindy, visiting an assisted living facility where Cindy's father is. Remember, Cindy is the grandmother. Right. According to Cindy, her and Kaylee go back home. They swim in the pool that afternoon. Afterwards, she removes the ladder and locks the gate. Which brings us to June 16th, 2008. Cutting to the chase here, Casey Anthony's defense team would make the claim that on this particular day... Kaylee had climbed up into the swimming pool unattended and drowned. Casey and her father, George, find Kaylee's body, panic, and set in motion a plan to dispose of Kaylee's body. But let's take a look at the provable facts from that day. Yes. Okay. Cindy Anthony testified that she left work a few minutes before 7 a.m. while everyone in the home was still asleep. At 7.52 a.m., Activity from Casey Anthony's password-protected accounts on MySpace and research for, quote, shot girls costumes for Tony Lazaro's nightclub events. Ooh. Yep. So she was one of those girls walking around like, hey, do you want a shot? Yeah. That was probably the picture I referenced. Probably so. The yeah. waitress, devil. the devil. Yep. yep. That's right. Shot girl uniforms for Tony Lazaro's nightclub event in Orlando. We've and officially, Tony Lazaro, too. Like, I'm sorry. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? We've officially reached the third circle of hell. <laughs> At 7.56 a.m., an AIM account was used to chat on the computer. 12.50 p.m., according to George Anthony, Kaylee departed with Casey by car with backpacks on their shoulders. Now, although George testified that Casey and Kaylee left the house at 1250, there is further computer activity on the home computer associated with Casey's account, and her cell phone pings do not leave the area of the Anthony family home until 411 p.m. 139 p.m., activity associated with Casey's AIM, MySpace, and Facebook accounts on the home computer. The last browser activity during that session is at 142 p.m. Okay. 144, Casey calls friend Amy Heisinga. 221, call with Amy Heisinga ends. 230, George Anthony testifies that he left the home at this time to go to work. At 249, Casey Anthony's cell phone connects with a tower nearest to the home, and the Anthony's family desktop computer is activated by someone using a password protected account Casey Anthony used. And now 
the real disturbing shit. So she waited for her dad to leave, and then she came back to the house. That's what yeah, it seems exactly. like. Yeah. Seems like that. Two fifty one p.m. A Google search is made for the term "quote foolproof suffocation," and yep. whoever was on the computer misspelled the last word as suffocation. S u f f i c a t i o n. The user clicks on an article criticizing pro-suicide websites that promote foolproof ways to die. 252, activity on MySpace. Also at this time, Casey answers phone calls from Jesse Grund. He describes this conversation as, quote, abnormal, where Casey stated to him that her parents were divorcing and she had to find a new place to live. 3.04 p.m., Casey disconnected the phone call from Jesse Grund to take an incoming call from George Anthony. Now, According to the defense, the 26-second call from her father took place as soon as he got to work to tell her, quote, I took care of everything, telling her he had disposed of the body and warning her not to tell her mother about the child's death. What? That's what the defense that's, that's is saying. Defense. Yeah. yeah, this isn't a fact. The defense so, is saying that's what that call was. That's what they're saying. George left at 2.30, he disposed of the body and right. then got to work and then called back to Casey and said, hey, I did the deed. Correct. 3.34 p.m., Casey made a phone call to her boyfriend, Tony Lazaro. It went unanswered. Between 4.10 and 4.14 p.m., Casey made six unanswered phone calls to her mother. 4.11 p.m., Casey's cell phone pings indicate it was at or near the house until she headed towards Lazaro's apartment around 4.11 when she leaves for his apartment. 7.54 p.m., she and Lazaro are seen entering and walking around casually at a Blockbuster video store. Kaylee is not with them. They're just going to make it a Blockbuster night. That's right. Now, let's discuss it. What do you guys think took place here? I hate to say it, but I mean, like, just looking at the facts right there, it sounds like either Casey did it or Casey and her father did it based on everything that we just said right there. Mm -hmm. And then Casey was like, all right, the deed is done. Um, Guess we're just going to get on with my evening. And she calls up her boyfriend and heads over to Blockbuster for this. Like, yeah, she could have just left her in the car. Windows cracked. Yeah, it's water dish like it's well now even (laughs) even even best case even best case scenario, Casey admits at this point that Kaylee was dead, right? That was their defense. It wasn't her saying, "Oh no, everything was fine. I don't know what happened." She was saying that at this point, Kaylee was dead, and she is browsing casually through a blockbuster video. This is effectively morning at blockbuster. No, this is in the evening. No morning. Not morning in the daytime, but morning at Blockbuster. Is that what we're trying to say here? That could be. (laughs) Jesus. What do you think was rented? I honestly don't know. What was Do you know? Was there actually, do we know it was rented? Yes, we do know what was rented. Okay. All right. The first one was a uh, jumper with Hayden Christensen. Oh, I hate her already. All right. Yeah. This was on the trails of uh, Star Wars for him. He went from playing Darth Vader to this dude that if he wanted to, he could just jump to Egypt. Any, yeah. Anywhere that was in his mind, he could just jump to. But you saw this movie, didn't you? Yes, I did. Of course <laughs> it was. It's a sci-fi movie yeah, from 08. Yeah, of course I, I saw it. I knew it. <laughs> he said, I knew it. I knew you did. I knew you and, did. And uh, the other movie, I think, was uh, Untraceable. So oh. she kills her daughter in the afternoon and then goes and watches Jumper and Untraceable. Untraceable. Night. Real shitty yeah. movies. Yeah. Even you'll admit those are shitty movies, right, buddy? kind of like <laughs> I knew it I, I can't say anything I've never seen no, it I haven't I, seen it but yeah I, but I like course, it it's a sci-fi horrible. movie and of course y'all aren't gonna like it but all right June 17th 2008 the very next day George and Cindy Anthony notice that the gate to the swimming pool is open and the ladder is next to the pool 
Three days later, photos show that Casey is at a nightclub called Fusion. Of course it's called Fusion. <laughs> What's the hottest new club in town? Oh, you know it. She's participating in a hot body contest and appears to be having the time of her life. Seriously, every picture, she's grinning so hard that it looks like it hurts her fucking face, dude. Wait a minute. She's in a bathing suit somewhere smiling no, no, at no. her? There's no bathing suit. She's just in like a nightclub cocktail dress. God damn it. All right, um, we're gonna get into this because you guys are talking about it. she's a little hot more shit. to uncover. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah. she was like in a hot body competition. She something. was. She oh, was. she was. Yeah, hot body competition, but she's just in a dress. Oh shit! All right, three days after that, June twenty third, Tony Lazaro says that he helps Casey break into the shed at her parents' home to steal gas cans for Casey's car because she's out of gas. Now, think about the. <laughs> isn't he, isn't he a club owner? Think about the nature. <laughs> think about the nature of the situation. You're Tony Lazaro. You've started dating this chick, and she's sort of fun, and she likes to fuck. Whatever. Then one day, she's all, Tony, baby, help me break into my parents' shed so I can steal like two gallons of lawnmower gas for my car. I don't have any gas, baby. And at that point, you're thinking, I've got a certified chicken head on my hands here, but <laughs> fuck it. Let's go steal some lawnmower gas. She's a freak. Man. Why not just give her like 10 bucks? I was about to say, 10 bucks will get you the canister and like two or three gallons of gas. So I did a little bit of research on this, and apparently- Casey would habitually run out of gas and she would call her dad to come and bail her out. It got so bad that the dad actually had to start storing gas cans at the house ready to go waiting for Casey to call. Yeah. Because she would run out of gas all the fucking time because she was going to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously. Her Bo's house. Which one? Right. Is it, you know, I mean, seriously. Bo Jackson. (laughs) Dude, can you imagine Bo Jackson's stroke? I bet that dude fucks like a goddamn thoroughbred. Seriously, bro. Just slaying it. Bo Jackson, if you're listening, I mean, you should do porn, bro. (laughs) Bo knows fucking. Anyways, Tony Lazaro says that he watched Casey open the trunk of the car, but he didn't see inside. He also says that there wasn't any strange odor coming from the trunk at that point. Mm -hmm. The next day, George Anthony calls the cops about the break-ins and his missing gas cans. Later in that same day, Casey shows up to her parents' home, and he confronts her about stealing his lawnmower gas. So, I guess he knew that Casey would likely be the culprit stealing his lawnmower gas, which speaks volumes about the situation, which is just what you said. Of course he knew it was her. You just pointed it out. Yeah. He had, was storing gas for her. It's stolen. Who else knew that he was storing the gas there? Casey gets pissed off. She goes out to the car, opens the trunk, chucks the empty gas cans down and screams, here's your fucking gas cans. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's indignant at this point about being called on stealing lawnmower gas. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, makes sense. But also, I'd like to point out something here, okay? According to Casey Anthony's defense, George Anthony was involved in the disposal of Kaylee Anthony's body. So let me ask you, assuming that's true, what are the odds you think that he would be so fucking stupid as to try to get the cops involved in his house over some stolen lawnmower gas? Especially considering that he's a former law enforcement officer. This is true. Yeah, no. I just think that he had had enough of her shit at that point. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any involvement at all. Well, you that's know what I'm what saying. I mean? That's like, it was just him being like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm tired of her just constantly taking my gas, doing everything, just yep. doing whatever she wants to do. Yep. She needs to go out and get a job. I'm tired of supporting her. And, you know, here that's, we are. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Imagine that what they're saying is true. You just hid your granddaughter's body. 
And then what, two days later, you're, you're like calling the cops. Oh, hey, cops, yeah. come over here right. for an investigation. You know what I'm saying? Like you're opening up a no. paper trail. He's a cop. He fucking knows not to do this shit. Now, he was cop for like 39 years or something Dude, like that in Orlando. he knows the game inside and out, bro. Did you hear what he really wished his profession was? No. He wanted to be goofy over at Disney World. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course, yeah. man. It's Orlando. That's of why course. they wanted to play. <laughs> Yuck, he's, I'm going to be a goofy cop. He's <laughs> a, I'm going to go to the evidence locker and get some cocaine. <laughs> Come here, Max. <laughs> Come here, Max. He said, I'm maxed out. <laughs> uh, Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> It's also important to note here what Casey is telling her increasingly concerned parents during this time. After all, they went from seeing their granddaughter every day to not even hearing from her for like a number of weeks. Yeah. How do you like explain that? No, uh, she's sleeping. Well, when asked about it, Casey is telling her mother a few different things. She's telling her that Kaylee is fine. Everything is cool. See, Kaylee is actually just being watched by a former girlfriend of Jeffrey Hopkins. Now, who's Jeffrey Hopkins? Well, he's a former boyfriend. Brother of John Hopkins. (laughs) <laughs> I bet she wishes. <laughs> he is actually a former boyfriend of Casey's, and Casey is saying that Hopkins has a toddler named Zachary. It seems odd, but Casey does have Hopkins in her phone, a picture of him and his son Zachary, and he's listed under the title boyfriend. All right, so this is when she started to bring old Zanny the nanny into the mix, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. So this part of the story actually uh, was not only interesting to me, but definitely showed the level of crazy that she was on. I went down the rabbit hole a little bit on this one, on this particular angle of the story. So I got a little bit of info here for you. All right. Casey said that it was Hopkins' ex-girlfriend, Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez, a.k.a. Zanny the Nanny, that was watching Kaylee. She had told her mom that they were going to Disney World, SeaWorld, And Universal Studios, all that shit in Orlando. The little tour around there. Yep. So, uh, hell, that was another lie Casey told her mom and investigators was that she worked at Universal Studios as an event planner. She didn't work there? Not at all. (laughs) Uh, She started telling her mom stories about how Zanny had moved into a new apartment and made up a bunch of shit about how it kind of looked, like going into explicit detail about the lies she was trying to sell everybody. Uh, it looked great. Like she had like a living room and a bed that wasn't on the floor. It was more than a mattress. Like it actually had like a whole frame for it. Interesting. That was kind of like my college apartment with a mattress on the floor and uh, an egg crate to sit on in the living room pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And like those like $15 microwaves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she actually took investigators to an apartment complex and she pointed out the apartment that Zanny lived in. Uh, cops actually came back later and talked to Zanny. And found the apartment empty and hadn't been rented in months. <laughs> yeah. She like really like just drove into his like a random apartment complex and was like, eeny, meeny, miny. That no. That's the one. That blacked out one where nobody's there. That, that's the one. <laughs> that's it. And then there was the story that she thought would cover her tracks about Jeffrey Hopkins' mom, Jules. She went to Jacksonville to attend Jules's wedding. Not only was Jules getting married later in life, Jules had cancer. Ooh. Yeah. So a little more about that dude, Jeffrey Hopkins. Hopkins was the guy on the phone listed as boyfriend, had the kid named Zach. So Jeffrey Hopkins did have a connection to Casey, but it wasn't as her boyfriend. Jeffrey Hopkins had gone to middle school with Casey. That's it. That was their last point of contact was middle school. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Uh, He also did not have a kid named Zachary. No kid at all, actually. No Zachary, no nothing. Wow, she's just pulling from the top of her head like, oh, totally. uh, I, this 
guy that I went to middle school with. Um, right. And yeah. Just just trying to piece me a little long. That's exactly right. And uh, he definitely did not have an ex-girlfriend named Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez, a.k.a. Zanny the Nanny. He said he never met anyone with that name. The picture that she had in her phone on her boyfriend, not Jeffrey Hopkins, just some random dude. There was no jewels. There was no wedding. There's no cancer. This chick is certified fucking crazy. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what the fuck, man? If you're like me at this point... Casey Anthony is making your skin fucking crawl. This yeah. is like world building. Casey Anthony should have written shitty chicklet novels instead of fucking <laughs> murdering her daughter, is what I'm saying. Because goddamn girl, you can build a lie. I mean, seriously, what do you? You're talking about like some dudes you went to middle school with. You're like, that's my boyfriend, and he has a son named Zachary, and me and his mom get along, and it's great. But I'm going up to Jacksonville, and she's getting married, and has cancer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what the hell? The rest of the story, she just yeah. lies time after time again. And she gets caught a lot of the time, too. Yeah, dude. Except for the one time it counted, apparently. The one time. But the reality is that she's just been hanging around Orlando, mostly at Tony Lazaro's apartment, stealing lawnmower gas, going to clubs, <laughs> and getting lame-ass tattoos. Let me understand this correctly. If everything points to it, she murdered her child and then like spent the next couple of days weeks. and weeks, weeks. afterwards yeah. hanging out with this Tony Lazaro, just mm -hmm. hanging out at his apartment, like, oh, cool, now I'm finally, like, all my other friends where mm -hmm. we can just hang out and, like, do whatever. Oh, yeah. And... She's in a hot body contest. All you Go Google the pictures. She is fucking stoked. She is... Is it under Casey Anthony hot body pictures? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, huh? Yeah, seriously. Look it up. She's all in right. the... I, I mean, just kidding. I would, the grin, <laughs> I would never... The grin on her face is, yeah. like I said, no, it's crazy. It's... And like I said, so yeah, she's just going around to clubs, hanging out, going to Blockbuster, getting a shitty tattoo. And that's right, because on July 2nd, Casey walks into an Orlando tattoo parlor and gets Bella Vita etched on her permanently. And Bella Vita is Italian for beautiful life. So, yeah. Oh, well, dude. So yeah, she's like well on her way to live, laugh, love, kitchen art. Oh, right? But and that's like two weeks after she gets... That's what oh. I'm saying. Think about this. Think about this. Even in the most charitable interpretation of events, that being the defense's version that Kaylee accidentally drowned and they panicked and hid the body, when Casey arrives at a tattoo parlor in America's butthole to scrawl the tattoo equivalent of a bathroom stall blowjob on her shoulder, she knows her daughter is dead. And I'm not even going to get into the back knee that Casey was rocking in that evidence hey, tattoo. Hey, leave her alone, all right? Have Don't, you seen this? No. No, I have not. Interesting. Yeah, you guys, that's what I was talking about. You guys talking about, oh, she's so hot, bro. I have, I have yet to decide bag. either way. That's true. That's true. That's no, I Buddy. Think she's hot. I'll have uh, yeah, you know. Buddy says she's hot. She's rocking a sports bra. she was bra. back then. I don't know. She's I've rocking a sports bra, bro. And I'm talking legit where you're like, whoa, dude. Backney. I Googled it at a certain point when I was doing research. And I was like, Casey Anthony Backney. And the first thing that popped up was someone saying, Casey Anthony's Backney almost made me lose my breakfast. Oh. Now, do we know all the tattoos that she had? She had uh, like uh, some other girly shit, like a daisy or some shit. Actually, it was a shamrock. Oh, shamrock. on the bottom, solid, uh, yep, super right. Irish. Oh, but, yep. one. And then she also had uh, three cherry blossoms. Mm. Do you know what the three cherry blossoms were for? No, for Kaylee, of course. Well, oh man, she did have a lot of. Told back you, knee. hey, 
fucking. Oh, <laughs> I told him. Yes. That's oh, the man. money shot right there. She looks like she went and got tattooed by like one of those ancient Chinese guys up in the mountains where they take the sticks oh, and just yeah. hammer it into your back. It's a bad tattoo. But there's no tattoo there to accompany <laughs> No, it. that just looks like back acne. Bad. Like gnar, bro. Like, right. There's no denying yeah. that. And her like Bella Vita tattoo, it's like on like her shoulder blade. Aren't yeah. those like little children's cookies? Bellavita. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Those are the breakfast cookies. Yeah. Belvita. Belvita. Okay. You're not wrong about that. They're breakfast cookies. They're like replacement meals. Yeah. They're like, yeah, uh, that's they're supposed to be, yeah, that's it. That's it. Belvita. Okay, not Bellavita. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the show. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please do us a favor and share or repost our show on your favorite platform. We love and appreciate the support. Now, back to Asshole Court. Oh man. All right, look. The shitty tattoo is the least of her worries at this point because things are really starting to unravel. You see, a couple days before getting that shitty tat, her car is towed because she abandoned it in a parking lot. Guess she ran out of lawnmower gas and said, fuck it. We've all been there, huh? That's right. Dad'll well, come and get it sometime. Yeah. Well, on July 15th, George and Cindy do go pick up the car. They decide to go pick it up from the impound lot, and it's when they do that George and Cindy both observe a horrific odor coming from the trunk of the vehicle. The smell is so bad, apparently, that Cindy Anthony actually called 911 and said, quote, there is something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was no. the quote. And that's another thing that George was talking about. He was like, I got there and I smelled it and it was bad. And this is a guy who was caught for 39 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had smelled a dead body or two right, probably. Right. It started off like he walked up to the car and he was like, it kind of smells funky. But then he opened up the door and was like, damn. Right. Yeah. Like right. I said, she, I called, know this she called 911. And oh, so, yeah. that, so then George walks around to the trunk and he was even like, <sighs> God, please no, yeah. please no, please no, please no. And they pop the trunk. Nothing there. Bag of trash. Bag of trash. Yep. Bag yep. of trash. That's and she maggots. Tried, and like she tried to claim that it was that's like what the smell the was. Pizza. Yeah. yeah or whatever. Who throws a bag of trash in their trunk? Who leaves that much pizza? Someone trying to cover uh, up the fact that the car smells like a dead body. That's now the here's theory. another thing to think about too. Like Randy brought up, she was notorious for running out of gas. She's not a good planner. Right? I just don't understand why she would waste all that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, though. But the thing about this is, sincerely, she probably killed Kaylee and then didn't have a plan in place to do this. So she left the body in the trunk for a long time. And there's even they were talking about they had dogs that came out and um, totally you know, hit on it. That went around yeah. and signaled decomposition. Yeah. I think there was a little bit more than there oh, at some there was point. A stain a, in the trunk that was the size of a young baby. Yeah, it was, yeah. Geez, it was, it was pretty up. damning. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Evidence. All right, so freaked out, Cindy finds a friend of Casey's, which is Amy Heisinga, and uh, Amy Heisinga. Yeah, Heisinga, Heisinga, and she helps track Casey down at Tony Lazaro's. And Cindy makes Casey come home. It's here that she's all like, "What the fuck is going on? Where is my granddaughter?" And they were talking to Tony about this at the time and when they were investigating him. And he was like, man, I was just really just like mixing records and playing Super Smash Brothers the whole time. (laughs) Uh, She's just like kind of crazy and had a bunch of drama. But yeah, that's uh, the understatement of the year. Oh, she's a drama queen. She like like killed her kid or some shit. She was always on the phone like, 
I'm not doing that. God, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, dude. I, I actually, I, like, I was making fun of Tony Lazar, but I feel genuinely bad for that dude. Like, it could have been any of us. So I saw something that or heard about it through Reddit, and they were talking about his Twitter handle, like in his bio for Tony Lazaro. It's like, just let me live my life, please. Oh, I could imagine like, by this, this point. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not thinking anything like that. You're like, oh, I got this chick, man. She's like down to fuck she wants to hang out she like that she's always at my house maybe she's good at super smash brothers who knows and you then know. all this shit or maybe she'll support me while i'm you know becoming a dj right you know yeah doing the club scene thing man but uh yeah like i said cindy's freaking out now she wants to know where her granddaughter's at of course and casey explains that it's time that she needs to get honest with cindy she actually hasn't seen Kaylee in a month because Kaylee has been kidnapped by zenaida fernandez gonzalez aka Zanny the nanny. Uh, mom, we need to have a heart to heart. Um, I don't know where Kaylee is. Like, I think she's with Zenaida, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's kidnapped. I don't know where she's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, imagine that news as a parent. You know what I mean? Like, your grandchild is just gone. Well, and it's kind of ironic that the name of the nanny was Zanny the nanny. Yeah, and she's uh, probably all about eating some pills. And <laughs> well, that's actually the kind of tie into it because they called her Zanada, but Casey called her Zanny the nanny. Yeah, and she's with Zanny the nanny. I mean, we're talking about Florida. We're talking about college kids. Like, even with us, if I say, "Hey, you want a Zanny?" What do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, uh, like, a nanny that stole a kid. I, like, I, gotta, I gotta be around my family a little while. I can't do all that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So she's like, oh, she's with Zanny the nanny. You yeah. Know. So, I mean, Casey's telling her mom, like, this chick was a nanny and everything's cool, but she kidnapped Kaylee. I don't know where she's at. I don't know where she's been at. And, and the uh, mom actually called the cops. That's about it. This. Yeah. Understandably. That's of course. It. Cindy was like, so yeah, she calls the cops. She reports Kaylee missing. I think what's interesting about that day is that. Kaylee's mom called the cops like three times that day. Yeah. Yep, when Kaylee yep. came home, it was like a stolen car initially, and they were doing, you know, where have you been? We're going to call the cops because you took our car. And then it called into a second call where she was almost like, what the hell? I can't find my grandchild. And then it turned into a third call that was like, somebody stole my grandchild. You need to come out here. Yeah. Maybe she's dead. I don't yeah, know. Right. That's right. Yeah. And then think about this. George at the time. If he is aware of what's actually happening, don't you think he would talk her off the ledge and be like, look. Hey, stop calling the fucking stop cops. Stop calling the cops because right. now hey, I'm implicated. Got, yeah. We've got an ordeal here. I am an accessory after the fact. Remember <laughs> that from the, our dog show? That's oh, right. yeah. Good old dog. I don't know, but I would implicate him in this one. All right. This we'll isn't like into- going and getting a bag of weed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. So like I said, so Cindy calls the cops and the cops being objective third parties to the madness, are immediately suspicious of the story that Casey is trying to sell them. They start asking her questions and checking her story out. Casey tells the police that she spoke with Kaylee as recently as July 15th, the day that Cindy reported Kaylee missing. Casey says that Kaylee said, Hi, Mommy, and told her a story about her shoes and a book she was reading. Casey said, quote, She was excited to talk to me. As we know now, Kaylee had been dead for a month at this point. Jesus mm. Christ. Anyway, they need to verify her employment at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So Casey takes him to meet with her co-workers and a boss, right? Maybe trying to find her good buddy, Juliet Lewis. You know? Of course, you know, her co-worker. That's right. She leads them around the premises for a while before she finally breaks down and is like, 
yeah, I don't actually work here. So, like, she's walking around like, hey, Jim. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So she was hey, walking Mike. through the halls, waving hey. to people. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, who is this chick walking around with two cops behind her? They don't know. How, they don't have a clue who she is. I mean, again, what the fuck, man? Is she, like, so dumb or delusional as to think she can, like, string this thing out until the cops are like, you know what? <laughs> don't even worry about it, Casey. <laughs> it really isn't even that big of a deal. <laughs> she's just a pathological liar. She's promptly arrested at this point. Yep. She tells police, okay, I don't know where she is, and that's the God-honest truth. The cops, meanwhile, obligated to follow Casey's bullshit leads, do search for old Zanny the Nanny, and as it turns out, there actually was a Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez in Orlando, but Zanny doesn't have a fucking clue who Casey or Kaylee Anthony are at this point, obviously. Right. I saw something that was like, there are 24 Zenaida Rodriguez's in the United States, and... If you do a, a search, I mean, I found a guy named Darth Vader, and I called him one night real drunk at about <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. He legally changed his name to Darth Vader, and I called, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a 100% true story. How can he not be expecting that call? Well, you know here, this mean? was great. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I was really drunk with a friend of ours, and I was like, let's call Darth Vader. And the guy lived in the Chicago area. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Luke. And he said, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he hung up on me, man. I did see one theory that was actually kind of interesting, and it talked about where they actually found Kaylee, mm -hmm. and it was actually between two properties, and it was only like a quarter mile from the Anthony residence, but between the two residents, it was, was like on one side, it was like the Rodriguez's. And on one side, it was like Zenaida Smith or something like uh -huh. that. So they talk about like she really just kind of like pulled it from like it's Zenaida Rodriguez. Dude, we're talking about a bitch that said her best friend at Universal Studios, a job she never had, right. was Juliette Lewis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Juliette like, Lewis. You know, she's like off like filming a movie. Yeah. You know, uh, it's fun when I work killers. with AC Slater, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's just fucking, it's so weird to me, dude. I think, it, obviously, the huge thing here is the death of Kaylee Anthony. But the thing that disturbs me the most about her is her ability to just tell stupid fucking weird-ass lies, yeah. man. And build them out to such an intricate level that it's essentially like a short story. So, once the story breaks, it makes national news. Wasn't our girl Nancy Grace all over this thing? Yeah, I think so. Now, listen here, fellas. I'm still mad at you guys for telling the truth about me. But the thing that burns my biscuits even more is Casey Top Mom Anthony. She is a murdering, narcissistic sociopath who deserves to rot in hell. I mean, close to you guys, too. I mean, y'all are close second, but I mean. Well, see you there, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy, you know what? Get fucked. <laughs> you know what? I mean, you can tell me that, but fuck Casey Anthony, all right? She just can't keep her story straight, y'all. She's a bitch. You know, Nancy Grace was the one that coined the top mom phrase. Yes. Which, when you really break it down, you're like, what? Like, uh, okay, so her mom was a toddler. Or wait, wait, wait. She was a toddler. She was the mom of a toddler. But it hit hard. It sunk. She became top mom. She coined it, and that shit was what she became. All right, so I actually found a little bit about that. Nancy Grace went on to Bill O'Reilly. She explained that she came up with that generic nickname. 
When I was in law school, I would often give cases that I would have to memorize hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of pages of legal documents for class. Bullshit. Anyways, Michael. <laughs> and it was easier for me to remember a case by the content of the case, not the name. So I would just name each case by the content. And in this case, I needed content that would fit at the bottom of the screen so our viewer would know what we were talking about. And Top Mom Fit. It was nothing personal. What do you have, like six figures you could put on there? Like six, well, six you, characters? You know, if I pager. put that down there, I could put, I could fill in a lot of other shit in there too. So, you know, like, you know, Top Mom Evil, you know, or Top work. Mom Bitch. But, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't allow us to get off with that. Tater you know? Top Mom. <laughs> Everybody loves O'Rida. Mm. She said, Top Mom brought to you by O'Rida tonight. <laughs> Bought by O'Rida. Now, now here's Ben O'Reilly. <laughs> ben O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bud O'Reilly. We'll probably do him too at some point. <laughs> so, all right. At this point, the case is looking like a fucking slam dunk. Everything you have, it's, it's crazy. All the stuff they're looking at. Side note. Once they arrest Casey, it's not long after that that she was released on bond because a famous private investigator paid her bond. What he was trying to do, from what I understand, was trying to pay her bond and like sort of let her roam and see if he could figure out where the body was. The body was at how she behaved, from what I could understand from the reading. So this is like seed money. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and he's you know, I mean, he's her bond was five hundred thousand dollars. He paid the bond. He didn't pay the full five hundred thousand. Fifty thousand. Yeah, exactly. He put it out there, and then uh, you know it didn't work out because shortly thereafter, Casey is arrested again. This time, though, for check forgery and identity theft. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she went from early age stuff to, like, grandma type shit. Yeah. Outstanding citizen ward. <laughs> Best helper. <laughs> hey, help me, help me write this check. It's not my ID. I'll help you. I won the Best Helper Award. That's right. I'll help you. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. you forge that ID. Here, smile. I'll help you lighten your wallet. Kaylee... Anthony's body is found on December 11th, 2008, just a quarter mile, like we said, from the Anthony home. Side note, the guy that found the remains is a guy named Roy Cronk, which sounds like it's fucking made up. <laughs> I'm Roy Cronk. I found dead baby. Get down for what? <laughs> but he actually found the body in August. Yeah. Okay. And he reported it in, too. He reported it to the police, and the police officer that came out to the scene fucking blew him off. So Kaylee Anthony's body sat there exposed to the elements for an additional four months. He was like, I went out to my backyard and like kind of walked out back there and was taking a piss, and I noticed this trash bag. So I called it in. But they blew me off, so then I went out there like three months later, and I saw that same daggone trash bag, but now there was like a, I don't know, something white and silvery kind of just shining out of it. And he ended up fucking up a lot of shit for the defense, unfortunately, mm -hmm. with his next actions. He saw what he thought was maybe a skull, and he went in there with a stick and kind of like poked it into the eye socket and lifted it up. And then he was like, oh my god, it is a human skull! And then he dropped it, called the cops, but he messed with the body enough to where there were certain things that when they were looking at it for forensics and stuff, they couldn't determine if that had happened at the time of the murder or mm -hmm. because he had stuck the the limb into the eye socket yeah. and lifted up the body and stuff like that. So it actually ended up working against huh. the case. I can't really blame the guy. I mean, honestly, dude, if I see something like that, I'm going to have to. Like, I probably wouldn't touch it. 
I'm probably good on that. I probably well, I don't want to touch it, but if you're not totally sure, like now you're right though. If I see an eye socket, you have to be able to, to place it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right, I would enough. rather call the cops and tell them like, "Hey, this is what it is," and yeah. them tell me, "No, that's like, not you it." You see some like one-eyed Willie from the Goonies. Yeah, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> but want to see a dead body? But no, I mean also the other thing, and this is really unintentionally dark, but is because it's a small child. Like you're not sure if that's like a dog skull right. or yeah, what. Like, so yeah, if no. it's a full-grown adult. You're like that's a goddamn skull, but with this you may not know. You know, I mean, it was I just a know. normal day, unfortunately for him. But it ended up messing up a lot of stuff down the road. He called three times in August, three fucking times. You know what I mean? And they kept basically blowing him off yeah. and not taking him seriously. And, and this is at the height of the search for Kaylee, and this is a quarter of a mile from the house. You're exactly right. There should why be some, did there's not the, two the, people show up for the this? The context is already there, and the worst thing about it too is that, like I said, the body is left out exposed in Orlando, Florida, right. the most humid, hot place you can imagine from for August, August, September. And then I firmly believe that if they had actually got that body in August, in August you would have a different verdict. Oh, 100%. Literally decomposed yeah. the elements yep. of the swamp. I mean, almost. Yeah. So let's look at what the prosecution had in their fucking toolbox here for this case, right? Should have been a slam dunk. And man, yeah. the defense attorney, Jose Baez, this guy, he's he made gotten, a name for himself. Man, man, he's made an absolute name for himself. He's taken on a, a couple uh, high-profile celebrities yeah. since this guy. Or yeah. Of course, you get Cam- since this case. you get Casey Anthony off. Like, I mean, that just writes your oh, ticket yeah. right there. Well, there was probably like twenty dudes that got Casey Anthony off in like two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, they all died in car wrecks. Oh man! So they had a strand of hair that was recovered from the trunk of Casey's car which is microscopically similar to hair taken from Kaylee's hairbrush. The strand showed what's called root banding, in which hair roots form a dark band after death, which was consistent with hair from a dead body. Hmm. And they couldn't determine whose hair it was? Well, no, it's tough. Yeah, No, it actually came down to, they were able to identify that it either came from Casey, Kaylee, or Cindy, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't be definitive. In between the three. Was. But yeah. the thing is, is that Casey and Cindy are alive. There's no root banding that's occurring. Yeah, no, and they also said that due to the length of it, the color of it, you know, it was all the evidence pointed towards Kaylee, but there was no smoking gun. And well, exactly. And then again, remember, like what I was talking about earlier, she's a horrible planner. She can't even remember to put gas in her car. She killed Kaylee, didn't have a plan. And then left Kaylee's body in the car long enough where the root banding can occur. Yeah, no, that's I mean, my, that's, this is my hypothesis. This isn't a fact, but this is, I mean, it makes sense. It fits. It's all speculation, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems like she pretty much put Kaylee into the trunk and was like, I'm done with you. Yeah. And that was it until it became a problem. You know what I mean? Like multiple family members being like, what is that death smell? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. coming out of there. And she actually explained that. She said that she hit a squirrel driving down the road and that's why there was the funky smell well now hold on yep. when i was a teenager yeah. i hit a bag of rats, bag, okay? a bag of rats. <laughs> i was in the car when it occurred i'll never forget this hot 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 august day oh. somebody had put a box of dead rats onto the main drag in the town we grew up in you hit it in why car. would they do that i don't know but your door stunk for months, months. okay i did not kill any children <laughs> but I did hit a box of rats, okay? Did. It now, did stink very bad. But you know who did not hit a squirrel? 
Casey Anthony. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, she did not. So the attorney, uh, Jose Baez. Yes. He represented Aaron that's Hernandez. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. The Hernandez George brothers. Dude, Bia, nobody knew who no, Baez not, not was. The brothers, not the Menendez brothers. No, no. It, it was the Menendez brothers. No, that it was, was before. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, okay. yeah. Menendez were like 92. I okay, think at they, that point. They modeled, the defense modeled mm-hmm. this after the Menendez trial. Yeah, they're like, all right, she did it. We're not going to talk about it. Or she didn't do it. She died. She knew it was up. But like I said, nobody knew who Baez was before this case. Right. Yeah, and nobody. it's sort of this weird situation where like as a normal human being, it's tough to appreciate what he's doing because you're like, you fucking know this chick did this shit. But in a professional sense, you're like, dude, you're really you're a good fucking attorney. Like you well, played it perfectly. Well, right. here's the problem is that the prosecution went after capital murder. Like they wanted to put the uh, the needle right. into her arm. Yeah. And at that point, you're having to prove beyond a reasonable yeah. doubt. Like, there's no question right, yeah. right. what happened. Yeah. Had they just gone for manslaughter yeah. with her, it would have been an open and shut case. Yeah. Baez was able to introduce reasonable doubt. Yeah. And that's all he had to do in order to sway the jury. Well, and it's something that happens all the time because it's how you frame the case, right? It's, it's exactly what happened with Trayvon Martin because they tried to get, what's his name, on first degree murder. Yeah, George Zimmerman. exactly. George yeah. Zimmerman. Zimmerman. And I was like, you should shoot for manslaughter and get that dude some time because that's the case you can get. It's impossible to tell. And when a jury is given instructions on what a first degree murder case is or a death penalty case, the instructions are different. The prosecution fucked this up. They got cocky and they thought that because it had been tried in the court of public appeal for the past three years that they had an open and shut case Mm -hmm. and they just didn't. A lot of the jury members even said, I wish there had been more evidence because we really believe she is guilty. Mm hmm. But there's no smoking gun that tells yep. me that she yeah. did this. You can sure. only really point at the prosecution on this one. And I'm going to get in this in just a second because they really dropped the ball in one specific instance. But on Friday, October 24, 2008, a forensic report was issued by Arpod Vass of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. And he judged that results from the air sampling procedure called LIBS or whatever performed in the trunk of Casey Anthony's car showed chemical compounds, quote, consistent with a decompositional event based on the presence of five key chemical compounds out of over 400 possible chemical compounds that Vass's research group considers typical of decomposition. Investigators stated that the trunk smelled strongly of human decomp. Yeah, Yeah, sure. The only problem was that this was the early stages of this research, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it got called into question, and there wasn't a lot of basically history to back all this Mm -hmm. up. But as it's come forward since then, this is almost like the uh, the, bu- the, the, the book, yeah, the book of like what you need to do moving forward. Hmm. Yeah, Vass's group also stated that there was chloroform in the car trunk. Officials released 700 pages of documents related to the Anthony investigation, including records of Google searches of the term "quote neck breaking" and "quote how to make chloroform on a computer accessible to Casey," presented by prosecutors as evidence of the crime. According to detectives. Crime scene evidence included residue of a heart-shaped sticker found on duct tape over the mouth of Kaylee's skull. Mm. There was issues about that, too. They yeah. they made, again, you're talking about Baez doing a very good job as an attorney and casting reasonable doubt and saying, you know, odds are that's the tape that actually came from the bag she was placed in. It wasn't placed over her mouth. You can't prove that. Again, going back to if you had found the fucking body in August, you'd have a way better grip on what's going right. on. Absolutely. Right. Obviously... Casey Anthony isn't in prison. She was acquitted. We all know that now. So what went wrong? Well, according to Casey Anthony's own defense attorney, 
the prosecution fucked up by not dropping the knowledge of Casey Anthony's internet searches on the jurors. That whole, quote, foolproof suffocation search on the day of Kaylee's death, the chloroform search, the jurors never knew about him. The way that they searched everything was that there was internet browser history from that day, but it was from Internet Explorer. And there was also a second mm-hmm. internet history, and that was from Firefox. So you sit there and look at it like, who usually uses Internet Explorer? Old people. Old people. Right. So it was the mom that was using Internet Explorer. Casey was using Firefox, and the prosecution never thought to look for the internet history on Firefox. By them not doing that, they missed 98.7% of the browser history records for that day. Yeah. And Jose Bias knew all about it. Yeah. And he was like, I was sitting in court every day waiting for them to bring that to the table. And yep. I didn't even have a strong defense against it. Yeah. Yeah. Bias was like, I, as soon as they dropped that, it's game over. Right. And, and they it just, never they didn't happen. It never came. So you frame it wrong by going for a death penalty case where you make it this, this huge hurdle to leap. And then you don't bring in evidence or you fuck it up. To that extent, you know, it's and it just, was even confirmed by the local police later. They were like, yeah, they just the prosecution didn't ask for that evidence. So yeah. we didn't give it. It's well, and the defense also went hard in the paint on her father, George, asserting not only that George disposed of the body, but that he had a history of sexually abusing Casey, which I don't really know what that would have to do with Kaylee's death. Man, bias it is created, one excerpt. The whole line was. She would have her father's penis in her mouth in the morning and then go to school and act like nothing had happened. Jesus. And I'm just like, I mean, uh, it's unfortunately, it may be the truth. That vivid description. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, they introduced that to try and create a little bit of a, this is why after the death, she did what she did. She yeah. went off and did everything that she did. It, it kind of creates that disconnect. Yeah. Almost, I don't, if you will. I, I don't think he sexually abused her. No, remember not that at I've all. read. I don't think that's the case. And can you imagine that you're pretty sure that your daughter killed your granddaughter, and she's blaming you and for she, it? When she is pulling you in, saying yeah. you helped hide the body and that you sexually abused her. What the fuck, dude? Here's another messed up thing about it: is that while you're in court, while you're being accused of stuff and stuff like that, they talk about you can't have family members reacting to certain things that are going on. Otherwise, it starts to kind of like sway the jury. It starts to sway the court, everything like that. Right. So they literally went up to George, I mean, like 20 minutes before. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to accuse you of molesting your daughter. It's going to play really well. Don't worry. We're going to help get your daughter off oh by this. God. But hey, you can't react when this shit happens. Like you got to stay stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. So they talk about it like when they're talking about all this and yeah. accusing them. George is just sitting there in the courtroom, just stone faced. Being accused would be bad enough it is, but in a national media frenzy. Right, right. I oh. mean, we're doing a podcast yeah. on this. We literally have to have a conversation. Do you really think that he had his penis in her mouth in the morning and she went to school afterwards? <laughs> right. you know, so what the fuck, dude? Side note, George Anthony has disavowed his daughter. He doesn't talk to her anymore. Blame he's, him? He's completely written her off. Yeah. Good for him for doing it. Yeah, totally, dude. So, yeah, I feel bad about that. But, yeah, Casey Anthony walks free. And word is, she's debating becoming a mother again. And her parents actually told Dr. Oz recently that they think that she'd be a good mother this time around. You know, give her another crack at it. You know, she probably won't murder this one. Wow. I don't know what to say about that one. Do you hear who she's dating? I've heard multiple things. She was dating the guy who's like, I believe, the private investigator for the defense for a minute. 
Uh, he was also a lead yeah. detective on the OJ case. Yeah. And she actually said that she can empathize with OJ. Quote, she sees a lot of parallels between the two of them. <laughs> they both you did. Think? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot they have in common. <laughs> they both, they both did killed it. someone. Yeah. I read one clickbait stupid story about how she was paying Jose Baez for his legal services. That's right. Uh, well, there was a lot of he counterclaims. His that came penis out. in her mouth. That's right. Yeah. There was a $33 million countersuit yeah. against her. Yeah. And uh, saying that there was like claims of the Illuminati were all behind <laughs> all <of> this. <laughs> what? Yeah. And there was also claims that came out in that that like certain detectives saw Casey Anthony running out of Baez's office like naked, laughing, and all this stuff. Yeah. I wanted to make a joke about there being some sort of transaction where he slides his dick into her mouth like a debit card, but you just ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's it, man. That's Casey Anthony. All uh, right. So two questions. One, do you think she did it? I think that's pretty obvious uh, right now. Yeah, yeah pretty and, obvious. Uh, maybe more importantly, is Casey Anthony hot? Yes, she's hot. You okay. saw her back. You saw her back. Okay, 08 pre-back knee hot. All right, so let's put this on a sliding scale. To give us some sort of point of reference. All zero right, to so ten. Let's do a, one to ten. All right, who's the zero? Well, no, I mean, we, we yeah. you, you know, you, you, it's a one to ten. I'll, and you I'll know say, a one when you see I'll one. Say, I'll say, I'll give, I'll, like, and this is, uh, first of all, I want to uh, recognize that what we're doing right now is so incredibly vapid and disgusting. <laughs> that, But it is, uh, it was a comedy podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and go with this. I'm going to give her a six because she is slightly above average. But there are times where you see pictures and you're like, okay, all right, Casey Anthony looking good. And there's other ones where you're just like, nah. Very That's true. my I, I give her I a agree six. With that. I will, six on hotness score, and then we'll do asshole score. All right. So for Casey Anthony on her hotness score, I'm going to give her the same score that I gave her on my pre-show asshole score. She gets a seven point five on the hotness. Damn, you're giving her that much. All right. Yeah. I was going to give her a seven. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, All fair right. enough. So that's our hotness score for a lady that killed her child. Uh, now on to the actual asshole scores. Who wants to go first? All right. So I'll take the lead on this. Man, she killed Kaylee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess the debate will always be whether or not she just killed her. So that way she could go back into the world of partying and all that with all of her Florida friends. Or, you know, there is the debate, did Kaylee drown? And then it just turned into a, holy crap, what are we going to do? And then this is just a bungled Scooby-Doo mystery right here, right after mm -hmm. it. I really think that she did this. And unfortunately, because of all that and because of all the evidence, I've got to jump her up a little bit. My final asshole score for Casey Anthony is going to be an 8.5. Okay. All right. 8.5. Randy, right. what you got? So a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, I knew a good bit about. But the one thing that I really took away from it, she's fucking crazy with the lies. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't realize she was one of those people. Creepy. That just tell stories. Yeah. Can make up, like we talked about, very intricate, long, drawn out, just... Weird I've been lies. to space before. Um, I mean, we're just telling everybody you worked at Universal Studios and walking Lewis yeah, for two years. And AC Slater. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, just that you can tell when people are off like that and they think lying is okay. They live in a fantasy world. Yeah. Um, so I started off with a 775. I'm jumping her up to an 8.5 as well. Okay. And uh, I gave her a nine from the get-go and I'm going to leave it at that. It's pretty straightforward. There's no way to know for certain, she was acquitted. I feel like that was a miscarriage of justice. I feel like that was entirely on the prosecution's fuck up. 
but the defense story makes no sense to me. I don't believe that. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to give her a 9.25, and I'll tell you why. Because it isn't just Here about it is. it isn't, score. It isn't just about the murder of Kaylee Anthony, which I think she did. It's also about fucking throwing her dad under the bus. Like, I don't think that he ever sexually assaulted her or molested no. her and stuff like that. And she tried to pull him into the story, which doesn't make any sense to me. She ruined everybody's lives. So I'm going to go 9.25. All right, 9.25 for Mikey. All right, so with an 8.75 from Randy, an 8.75 from Buddy, and a 9.25 from Mikey, Casey Anthony's final asshole score is at 8.92 officially, but... I like to say it's an 8.91666 repeating. All right, so Casey Anthony, you suck. You suck, girl. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this show. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. Check us out on all your favorite social media platforms at AHC Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. We want to give a shout out to our boy Trey and all of his poker playing friends down in Decatur. What's uh, up, Trey? We know they're big fans of the show. Wanted to give them a special shout out for their support. Hope you guys are staying safe. Love one another and check out our latest episode next week. And if you uh, have a subject that you'd like us to cover, hit us up and uh, we'll do that and give you a shout out as well. Awesome. See you next time on Asshole Court. Holler at you, boy. Holler at you, boy.